Hi, this is Terrell Somerville, the lead pastor of Freedom Church. Welcome to our podcast. We hope you enjoy the message today and that you'd also take time to get plugged in to your local church. We believe you can't do life alone, so we learn to do life together. I also want to thank our givers who make this podcast possible. If you are blessed by this ministry, please consider subscribing, giving, and sharing this with your friends and family. God bless you. Welcome to Freedom Church. So glad you are here today. Thank you for coming out. And I want you to do me a favor. I want you to give a big shout out to everybody that's still maybe watching us online or new online. Give them some love, church. All right. All right. All right. Hey, and one more thing. I mean, I cannot, uh, you know, just say the, it's not the last. It's definitely not the least. But let's give some love to all the fathers for it is Father's Day. Let's give them some love. God bless you. Today we're starting a brand new series because here's what I do know. We have been through probably one of the most uh, um, volatile years, I would say, that has gripped a lot of people and, and facing fear. And here's what I do know. When we look in our nation, we've probably never been more divided but it's time that we be united. And I think you all agree with me that it's only through Jesus Christ can we find unity in the power of His Spirit. Can y'all say amen? amen? So let's give Him praise today. He deserves it. Let's give Him praise. With everything that's going on, uh, I've had so many people say to me, I wish 2020 could just be gone. Are you with me? And just start on 2021. You know, when you look at what's taking place, we had tornadoes this year. We've had COVID. We got situations with police brutality. We've got situations with racism. We got situations in political. It's just, it's just a myriad of things. And Jesus is the answer. Okay, I'm going to tell you that today. No matter where you're at, Jesus is the answer. But we are still being gripped by fear. When you think about fear today, when you think about feelings of fear, fear is probably one of the strongest feelings or emotions that we can have. And here's what I will tell you. If you let it dominate your life, it will keep you from living your life to the absolute fullest. A lot of times we often take procrastination and we live in procrastination because of fear. See, procrastination, fear, they can be married emotions. And what happens is fear a lot of times hides in procrastination. And, and let me ask you this question. How many of you here would lift your hand and say, I am afraid of something? Lift your hand real high. I think if everybody's honest, we'll say we're afraid of something. How many of you are afraid of the dark? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. You're afraid of the dark. Oh, man, not that many people afraid of the dark. How many of you are afraid of clowns? Raise your hand. You people are weird. (laughs) Don't you love Bozo the Clown? How many of you love Bozo the Clown, right? How many remember Bozo the Clown? I love that guy. Now, let me ask this, and this is valid. How many of you here are scared of spiders? Raise your hand. Yeah, man, they're hippie and I mean, they're really getting loud back. Yo, that's me, that's me. (laughs) The other day, how many of you here are scared of snakes? Raise your hand. Wow, most everybody's scared of snakes. My daughter shows me this pic on social media the other day of a person that was driving down the road and a snake crawled out of their vent for their air conditioner vent. I don't know what you'd be doing, but it would be in danger of my life and everybody's in the car with me if that happened. You know what I'm saying? Uh, me and my buddy here, Ryan Groves, we go bass fishing a lot, and we was at, we was fishing a few weeks ago, and and um, there was like during that morning there was like six different snakes 
that were crawling, that was on top of the water. And anytime he sees one, I mean, his skin is crawling now. This one got so close to the boat, he takes his fishing rod and starts slapping at the snake. And I'm looking back there and say, bro, I thought you were going to fish with that uh, rod there. It ain't going to last much longer. You keep doing that, you know. But he was slapping at it. And my wife, she's the same way. I, I told him, I said, you're the first person I met that runs a close, close race with my wife being scared of snakes. My wife is so scared of snakes, if she sees one, she's going to start screaming and hollering. And you're going to think the Holy Spirit has fell and a Pentecostal revival broke out right where she's at. Okay? That's just the way it is. She is terrified of snakes. But here's what I know. We all face fears and we're all scared of something. Maybe it's failure that you're scared of. Maybe it's failure of some kind of loss in your life, and you've experienced it already this year, whatever that is. I think for a lot of people, they have these fears and they're afraid of the future. You're afraid of it not only for yourself, but maybe you're afraid of it for your loved one, your kids, maybe your grandkids. But here's what I want to share with you that I want you to let it adhere to your heart and what God says about it in 2 Timothy 1 and 7. It says, here it says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. See, so many people are feel, filled with a spirit of fear that they go running away from something in life that really isn't after you. You just think it is. And when you look at what God is saying here, once you have that relationship with Jesus, the Son of God, He shed His life's blood on the cross 2,000 years ago. And a lot of people say, well, what's that have to do with me today? What does Him shedding His life's blood 2,000 years ago, how can that take care of me today? Well, you know, a lot of people say, I don't understand that. Well, let me ask you this. How does a cow, a brown cow, eat green grass and have white milk? Explain that. It's just all about faith. It's all about believing. So, through the power of the Holy Spirit, when you give your life to Christ and you're born again, He gives you His Spirit. So, that's where you have the power of God's Spirit in your life. But also, with God's love and more of God's love, you can have less fear. And we'll have this motivation then that gives us self-discipline to live this life and not be dominated and freaking out over all kinds of fears and all kinds of phobias that comes in. And instead, we begin to follow God's lead in our lives. Fear will keep us from being the dads we need to be. Fear will keep us from, keep you from being the mom you need to be. However, God will give you the opportunity through a relationship with Him to grow spiritually through the fears and the phobias that might hit you in your life. You were created to be an answer. And I want to tell every one of you that. I don't care what the circumstances of your birth is. It does not matter what somebody has told you. If they told you you were a mistake, you were never going to amount to anything. Listen to me closely. Every single one of you are made in the likeness and the image of Jesus. Jesus Christ and you were created to be an answer and I want you to own that and I want you to claim that and you need to give glory to God for that because that's what it is that's the truth today you were created for that so it's about facing feelings you know uh, when you think about feelings some of your dads are thinking we picked the wrong Sunday to come to this church I'm not into this feeling things listen we all have feelings and it's about facing the feelings how many of you here like it when you feel good raise your hand I like it when I feel good you know 
Reminds me of this lady, she, it's, it's this man's wife, she felt like she needed to go on a diet and she went on a diet and got those extra pounds and, and she got excited because she had been on that diet for a while and she decided that she found this pair of jeans. She said, I haven't been able to wear them in a long time. She put them jeans on and man, she felt so good about it. She went running downstairs and says, look, honey, look, look, look. I was able to go on this diet and I put on these jeans. I ain't been able to wear them forever. He's looking at her like, do I tell her or not? And he said, honey, I love you, but baby, <laughs> those are my jeans. Ooh. Sometimes we have joyful feelings. Sometimes we have those giddy, lovely feelings. Other times we have these feelings that cause us fear and make us afraid. And maybe you have fears that maybe you don't even want other people to know about. You know, the facts about feelings are this. Feelings are valid. They are. You, you have them. They're valid. But also, I want you to know that feelings can lie to you. Some of you have acted on feelings that you found yourself doing something that hurt someone or that you love or doing something that you have been regretting every day of your life. Feelings within themselves, understand, are neither good nor bad. So, let me say this. I want you to help me finish a sentence here for a minute. If it feels good, do it. Yeah, that's, that's the, basically the secular saying there. If it feels good, do it. Why did, you know, some people say, why did I do that? Because I felt like it, you know. And some people say, well, how can it be wrong if it feels right? Yeah, there you go. Now, here's the thing about it. Every, most everybody, if not everybody, looks in a mirror every day. That's, that's what you do. And some of you, you probably spend more time and you need to in front of a mirror. You know what I'm saying? Uh, how many of you here spend more than five minutes a day in front of the mirror? Raise your hand. More than five minutes. How many of you spend more than 15 minutes in front of the mirror? Anybody? Oh, my goodness. Anybody spend more than 30 minutes in front of the mirror each day? Let's just stop there. It's getting bad. It's getting rough. They want to go over there. Whoo. Let me get my eyeliner on. Ooh. I mean, anyway. Spend a lot of time in front of a mirror, you know. When you think about looking in front of the mirror, did you know that the human brain produces approximately 70,000 thoughts on average every day? And so when you look in the mirror, sometimes you look in the mirror and say, I cannot believe that my life is in shambles like it is. It's a reminder. Or when you look in the mirror, I cannot believe this happened to me. You look in the mirror, it reminds you of that constant reminder of things that you've went through in your life. Maybe you're thinking, when I look in the mirror, you know, I didn't realize that this is how life and how I, I didn't plan it to be this way. So it reminds you every single moment that you look in a mirror, those things come about inside of your life. And, and here's what I know, the weird feelings, we think a lot of times when we look in there, they really rise and they hurt and say, I, I didn't think things were going to work out this way. Or maybe you look in the mirror and it reminds you that you lost the best job you ever had. Or you look in the mirror and it reminds you that your marriage is now gone and your loved one is not staring in the mirror with you. Or someone is passed from this life. Or maybe someone broke off the engagement, but you never saw that coming. Or maybe when you look in the mirror, it reminds you that, yes, they put me on furlough, but then they called me on Friday and gave me my papers and said, this is a permanent furlough. So every time you look in the mirror, it reminds me, and those thoughts run through our hearts and run through our minds. And sometimes it's those sinful things lurking in your life, things that you know that you have done wrong or doing wrong. And sometimes it scares you half to death because someone 
No one knows, only you. Look what it says in Proverbs 27, verse 19 in the message. It says, just as water mirrors your face, so your face mirrors your heart. See, every time that you look in the mirror and you stop being fake, feelings will arise that come from the inside. You can go out here and fake everybody out out here because all they do is see the outside of your life. But when you go here, the mirror is a reflection of what's going on in your heart. And sometimes those things arise in us and we don't want other people to know about it. There's a few things I want to make note of that I think it really hurts us in our lives a lot of times when it comes to those feelings. One thing here that hits people is loneliness. You know, you look in the mirror and you didn't see it coming, but this COVID-19 cost you your marriage because you just fought and bickered the whole time. Maybe you're a single dad and through these past few months, your ex-spouse used the COVID thing against you to keep you from seeing your kids. Maybe in this situation of loneliness, you look in there and you're wondering in your life, you know, am I ever going to be able to move forward because this shelter in place is about drove me absolutely nuts. I like to be around people. I like to be around my family, be around my loved ones. Something else that's huge that I think in people's lives, and especially men don't want to admit it, and that's insecurity. You say, I ain't going to talk about insecurity. The reason you don't want to is because you have it, guys. Let's just be honest, okay? Dudes have insecurities too. We just, we try to buck up and we try to fake everybody out that we don't. I remember when I was going to my, uh, go, to my, go to prom and when I was in high school. Can somebody help me out here? Am I not the only one that had a case of acne in high school? Did you have a case? Be vulnerable enough to raise your hand and say, I had acne in high school. Thank you. Man, mine was so bad the week of prom that it was pathetic. And, I, you know, and, and we always think if we'll go over there and, and I'm not trying to be gross, but you think, well, if I'll just pop these things and get some alcohol on it, clean it up, it'll heal up before prom starts, right? Man, I was going up in the mirror like this, and I'd do this right here, but it splattered the mirror. And I thought, this is not going so well. I mean, it was so bad right before prom, you could have nicknamed me Lumpy, okay? But it ended up, I tried to get my face taken care of and, you know, and tried to put mom's makeup and stuff on them little dots so I wouldn't look like I had measles or had the chicken pox or something, you know? But I made it through it. But man, you're talking about making you insecure. We're all insecure at times about something. Maybe your business is holding on by threads because of this season that we've been in. And you're wondering, is it going to make it? You're wondering, are you going to be able to feed your family? Are you wondering, are you going to have to close these doors? Maybe prior to COVID, you were a single mom, but through this time, it's been much worse. And you're just wondering, man, this is just too hard. I don't know what's going to happen. So maybe you look in the mirror and, and you're insecure with the fact, am I ever going to find that significant one and ever get married and be happy like my friends are happy? See, all those things rise up in our hearts and in our lives. Something else, I think, when we look in the mirror, here's another biggie. Shame. Shame hits us a lot of times. When you look in the mirror, there's things that you have done that you haven't told a soul. You don't want to tell anybody. You're ashamed of it. There's things that you've done in your past that nobody knows but you. 
There's things that you're doing right in the present that you don't want anybody to know but you. And you're doing it. And every time you look in the mirror, it reminds you and you have that shame going on in your life. There are sins you know you're committing. There's things and those feelings arise in your heart and in your mind. And if you're not careful, every time you look in the mirror, it overtakes you. Now, some of you are thinking, wow, that's so true. Something else I think people deal with when they look in the mirror. They deal with bitterness. Bitterness overtakes people a lot of times because you know that that one person that hurts you really, really bad, you hate them for it. And you're wishing bad upon them because it hurts you so bad. And you think about it every time that you look in the mirror, how that you got hurt that bad. Some of you are thinking, man, I, I did not get that promotion because of them. I worked the hardest and I didn't get the promotion and they did. And they hadn't been in the company half as long as I have. Or maybe you're thinking, man, I was going to get married to her, and next thing you know, this guy slips in at work and begins to talk to her, and she dumps me. And I, and I just wish, I just, I just like to take that guy out in the name of Jesus, you know? Maybe it's a situation where that you had that lucrative contract, and somebody done something unethical and pushed you out of the contract, and now they're getting the commission, and you're getting goose egg. Whatever it may be. A lot of times people deal with bitterness, and bitterness is a root that grows stronger and stronger and stronger. Some of you are thinking right now, hey, none of mine up there, but hold on, brothers and sisters, I got one for you. If you think you had not got anything going on, here's a biggie right here that a lot of people deal with with an exclamation point. Pride. Pride is the very thing that got Satan kicked out of heaven, and pride is the very thing that'll get you a shortcut to the front of the line going to hell. Just the way it is. People think you think you got your life all together. You're not all that. Look at the person next to you right now and tell them, you're not all that. Now look back to the other and say, you ain't either. You ain't either. Ain't nobody all that, are they? You know, it's crazy today. People think they're all that, you know, but they're really, really not. So whether you deal with any of these feelings that I'm talking about here, or whether maybe it's jealousy or maybe it's anger, Maybe it's doubt, maybe it's regret, maybe it's some kind of failure, maybe it's some kind of guilt when you look in the mirror, maybe it's some kind of sadness or depression, or maybe you deal with when you look in the mirror, you have any other kind of myriad of things that takes place in your life. Here's the deal. The biggest temptation when you look in the mirror is to allow the feelings of the past or the present to dictate your future. And that's a sad place to be in life. So what I want to do for a few moments, I want us to reflect on the reflection that you see every day of your life. Hopefully when you floss your teeth and brush your teeth and wash your face and comb your hair, let's reflect on the reflection. A couple of things that doesn't work so good and a couple of things that will. First and foremost, a lot of people just try to face up. They face up and try to do your own thing. And, and here, you know, it's just like this. Uh, a lot of stuff has side effects. You know what I'm saying? I remember distinctively when I, turn, when I was turning about 40 years old. Prior to that, I could drink coffee 24-7. How many of you here love coffee? I love coffee, man. Juan Valdez of being heaven serving it, man. It, I'm telling you, man, I love coffee. I still drink it. But when I got to be about 40 years old, I could not drink it in the evening time. Because if I drank it at night, I would 
not sleep all night, and I would plan in my iCal all next year. I mean, this is what I did, you know, just because I couldn't sleep, you know, so it had side effects. I remember one time a side effect I had, we went to the Olive Garden, and man, I love Olive Garden. We went there, and I got this, like, this shrimp dish, you know, and I'll never forget it, man. And I started eating, and next thing I know, my face started swelling up, and next thing you know, my tongue started swelling up, and I said, what's wrong with me? And they said, you got this shellfish deal going on. And man, the next morning when I woke up, I did look like Lumpy. I looked like I had been in the rink with, uh, with uh, Mike Tyson, and he wasn't biting my ear. He was hitting my face. I'm not kidding y'all. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, thank God over the past years I've grown out of that. But anyway, it's side effects. Well, see, when you don't face up to the things that's going on in your life, you'll have side effects to, when sin hits you in your life. Their side effects goes on because sin will take you longer, take you further, keep you longer, and cost you more than you ever thought that it would. That's what sin will do to you. And when you have those feelings rise up in your life, here's the thing about it. You've got to realize that God can do something with it. Who you see in the mirror is not who you have to be. Let me say that again. Who you see in that mirror is not who you have to be. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, and what um, Paul is saying here. He says, therefore, if, everybody say that word out loud, the next one, go. Anyone is in Christ, the, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. Anyone means any person that looks in a mirror at any point in time on any given day. So when you're in Christ, it means your history doesn't determine your identity, nor does it determine your destiny. Are you with me on that? It's not going to happen with that. Your identity is not is in Christ. It's not in the past. Your, your destiny is in Christ. It's not in those feelings that you're having in your heart and in your mind. Even when you sin and you come to know Christ and you live in Christ and He forgives you and you're in Christ, understand that you are brand new. Say brand new. You are brand new, and that people might look at you and think about things that you've done in your life, but that may be what you did, but that's not who you are. You're not identified by that any longer, and you need to claim it in the name of Jesus Christ. When you point at the mirror and you think, well, this can go away, this can go away, this can go away, this can go away, it can go away. And whatever might not have been on the mirror that you're dealing with in your life when those feelings arise, those things can go away. Sins can go away. There's a penalty for sin that Jesus gave his life for, yet the consequences may still be there. Now, you may sin, and while you're sinning, break your arm, and God forgive you, but you still, after being forgiven and you're made brand new, you still have to deal with the broken arm. Are you with me? Sin's penalty can be forgiven immediately, but sometimes the consequences can be further reaching. So we try to face up. Something else we try to do, we try to clean up. You say, what do you mean, try to clean up? We try to clean up, you know, and we're just not really good at that. How many of you here are parents? Raise your hand, raise your hand if you're a parent. I mean, man, I remember when we got our babies in the world and we'd get the best diapers we could get and everything, and you try to go through the potty training time, but still before they potty train, you got them in the seats, and I don't know about how many times my three girls had a blowout in their car seat. Can I get a witness? I mean, that stuff be coming out the sides, that stuff be running up their back, and I'm, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I got a deer, but when you get that stuff, whoo, man, that stuff right there is rugly. I'm not kidding you. But the thing about it was, I had to clean them up because they can't clean themselves up. Are you with me? 
You have to teach them to grow and to be able to go to potty and you potty train them and, and you give them M&Ms. How many of you gave them M&Ms when they poop in the potty? M&Ms or Cheerios? <laughs> That's weird. I mean, when you're at work and your boss goes in the bathroom and y'all got back from eating lunch at Mexican and he comes out rubbing his belly, you don't go, Woo! Man, you did it, didn't you? Here's your M&M. That's really weird if you do that kind of stuff, right? We can't clean ourselves up. They can't clean themselves up and we can't either. Look what it says there. They're really oblivious. They'll smile at you while they got that stuff all over them, right? I think it's current generation. The Bible here says does that. Proverbs 30 and verse 12 in the Passion. There's a generation rising that considers themselves to be pure in their own eyes. Yet they are morally filthy, unwashed, and unclean. If there's ever a time, church, that disunity and filth and unclean people, it is. It's happening in our world today. And I hope and pray, and my prayer is that every, all of these that feel like that they are okay in their eyes, they are morally right in their eyes, will realize that they are filthy in the eyes of God without Jesus. Are you with me? Our nation and world needs Jesus more than ever. Pride goes right before the, the fall. And listen to what Isaiah or Isaiah says in chapter 64 and verse 6. He says, all of us have become like one who is unclean. And all of our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf and like the wind, our sins sweep us away. He's talking about being filthy here and filthy because we're sinners. We miss the mark, okay? And you try to work your way to heaven. There's a big difference between religion and relationship. People try to work their way to get into heaven. As I grew up in church, how many of you went to Sunday school and they would give you a star for attending Sunday school? Raise your hand. The church doesn't mean to, but the church a lot of times is rewarding righteous acts. And listen, it is nothing more than filthy rags. Any of us, listen, you can get star in Sunday school, you can serve to the best of your ability, you can give all the tithes and offerings that you want to do, you can tell other people about your church, you can help the poor, you can do evangelism projects, but understand that you are doing good works. You are doing good works. And all that you ever do in your life, when it still comes back out of all those righteous acts that you do, you are still, and all of us are nothing more than filthy rags. See, what we try to do a lot of times is we try to clean ourselves up. We try to go over here and, hey, I need this, you know, I just want to get this out. Look here, you, you just, you can't do it. It's still there staring back at you, right? You try to clean it up yourself. No way to do it. No way it's going to happen. No matter what you do in your life, you are still filthy. I am still filthy. Listen. When it read this verse, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, it's not therefore if anyone is in church. It doesn't say if anyone is in the Bible, is if anyone is in prayer, if anyone is in a connection group. It says, and those things are all good, but it says if anyone is in Christ, in Christ. And I hope you understand what they're trying to say here in this, that they are in Christ. 
See what happens with religion? Religion just makes a bigger mess. You follow what I'm saying? Religion makes a bigger mess in our lives. And some of you are facing feelings that you wish right now that were not there. If you try to depend on yourself instead of Jesus Christ, the mess gets bigger and the feelings get stronger. Are you with me? That's what ends up happening. So you've got to learn to be able to give up. Face up and clean up's not going to do it. You got to give up. You say, what do you mean give up, pastor? Listen, if you want those feelings of fear and hurts and pain and all those different kind of things and anguish and the past that you've dealt with or sins to go away, you have to give up. There's a big difference between proximity and access. They are two different things. You say, oh, what do you mean, pastor? Own that. Proximity does not give us access to someone. Only relationship gives you access to someone. Let me give you an example. I've got six grandkids, four boys, two girls, okay? If any of my grandkids, and I love them dearly, spends a night with Papa T and Nana, okay? And they spend a night with us, and they have a bad dream in the middle of the night. And they come running down to, to Papa T and Nana's room, and they come around, Papa T, I've had a bad dream. I'm going to love them, I'm going to hold them, and I'm going to let them crawl into bed with us, right? That's what, that's what grandparents do, okay? We love them better than we do our kids, because we, we'd have had them first. But anyway, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding on that. I might not act like, but no, I, I love my kids. But anyway, um, well, let's just say you have a bad dream, all right? Let's say you have a bad dream, and next thing you know, you come running, a, you, 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 know, you know the proximity of where I live, right? And you come to my house, and you break through the door, and you come running in my bedroom and say, Pastor T, Pastor T, Pastor T, I had a bad dream. It's a good chance you're going to get shot, Okay? We might have proximity to one another, but you don't have access through the relationship. You understand what I'm saying? And that's where a lot of people are when it comes to God and comes to the church today. That's what happens with that deal. And so with that being said, I want you to understand something very, very important. You are to be in Christ, not around Christ. You are to be in Christ, not aware of Christ. You are to be in Christ, so you've got to stop fighting with your feelings. It will wear you it will wear you out. Many of you, if not all of you, have dealt with some kind of feelings of a failure. You have felt some kind of feelings of, of some kind of weakness or feelings of being hurting or, or some kind of pain and, and feelings of a hurt relationship and you're dealing with regret. You're dealing with guilt. You're dealing with some kind of pain and mistake and you've rebelled and you've sinned. God wants to use your pain for your gain through His Son in his pain, okay? If you will give him the opportunity in your life. I mean, you just keep going on like this. You just keep going on. You think, well, I know I can get it clean. You know, I just know I'm going to get it clean. You go over here and just, I know I can get it clean. You start trying to get it better. Next thing, it just gets worse. It just gets worse. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. You can't do it. You've got to give up. You've got to give up. And you know what you've got to do? When you're in Christ, you've got to tell the enemy, you're not going to steal from me anymore. You're not going to kill things that I want to do and pursue in God. You're not going to destroy anything in my family. You're not going to destroy anything with my children. 
No more getting my feelings in the way and messing me up and following them. I'm going to ask God to free me today from the mess I've made. I'm not following that junk anymore. I just cannot do it. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to put my hope in God. I'm going to ask God to free me today. For some of you right now, it's time that you take a stand and you just say no. You say, what do you mean just say no? You just say no to loneliness. You say no to insecurity. You say no to the shame. You say no to the bitterness. You say no to the pride. You say no to the selfishness. You say no to the depression. You say no to the unforgiveness. You say no to the immorality. You say no to compromise. You're going to say, I'm not going to keep the past alive any longer. No more bad feelings, and I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to say yes to faith, and I'm going to live in Christ no matter what happens, and I'm going to let him know I'm going to live for him so he can take care of me now and forever. No more following my feelings of the person I see in the mirror each day. I'm done with it. Done with it. It's so important that you understand that, that you have to give up. It's not therefore if anyone is in the church and, and all that, you've got to be in Christ. You've got to be in Christ. No matter what you want to do, and you see that mirror right there, and you're trying your best, Clem, you think, I just, you're just trying your best, and I can't get rid of it. I can't get rid of it. There it is. But it's still there, right? Still there. Wow. You know, you try to get rid of it, and what do you do? You just made a bigger mess of it. Right? How many of you agree that when we lead ourselves, a lot of times we make a bigger mess? Would you raise your hand? Today, your opportunity is in Jesus. We can't change the man in the mirror. We can't change the woman in the mirror. We cannot, but Jesus can help us if we give up to him and we stop trying to clean up the feelings that we have. Jesus came to earth not to just give us peace and purpose, but Jesus came to earth to be able to give us the opportunity that he destroy the works of sin and Satan in our very lives. So when you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 here, it says the new creation has come. I want them to put this up here and check it out. I took the word out anyone here. What I want you to do, I want you in just a moment, if you really want to be in Christ today, I want you to say your first name out loud audibly like you mean it and let's all do it together if you can say you put your first name in the blank here we go therefore if Terrell is in Christ the new creation has come the old has gone the new is here now let's do it one more time like we mean it in the name of Jesus therefore if Terrell is in Christ the new creation has come the old is gone the new is here the new is here the new is here the new is here here. We are new creations in Jesus today. 
You say, well, how do I receive that? It's real simple. You believe and receive. Look at John 1 and 12. It says, but to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. You believe it and you receive it, and then you become born again when you ask that forgiveness. Okay? There's one more thing I want to challenge you on. It's real important. Not only do you give up, but you need to team up. You say, what do you mean team up? Look what Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 12 says. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better. For a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Praise God for that. Listen, that's why we team up. That's what the church is about. You know something that we've, we've been doing for years? We've been doing men's retreats and women's retreats. And I can't speak for the women on what they do and how they do it. They do a wonderful job in having retreats. But when it comes to hours, a lot of times my heart is broken because I always expect more guys to go than do. There's always seemingly an excuse. You know, I understand if you can't get off work and things like that. It's just one day on a Friday. I, I get that. If something happens, a job, I get that, okay? But we don't want you to use the excuse that you can't go. You know, if it's something financially, get with us. We'll figure out a way to be able to do that, okay? But I want to challenge you to take the time away. It's August 20th through the 22nd at Center Hill Lake. It's going to be an amazing time, man. It's called Ironclad. It's going to be an amazing thing. Wives, if you want a better husband, send him with us, okay? Just send him, send him with us, all right? But we're going to have an amazing time on that because when we team up together, we encourage one another. We love one another. We care one for another. We pray for one another. We're there for one another. That's how you team up, okay? The ladies' retreat is coming up September 3rd through the 5th. It's called Delight. Ladies, don't miss your opportunity in this. So here's what I want to ask for those of you that have been a part of a men's retreat or a women's retreat. Here's what I know. There's been so many breakthroughs there for people that I have been able to witness. And if you have been there and you have witnessed men's breakthroughs and having an amazing time and you've witnessed women's breakthroughs and having an amazing time, on a count of three, would you give a real big amen? One, two, three. Amen. Listen to that. That's amazing right there. So here's what we're doing today. Today is an early bird special for the men. The re, our retreat this year there at Center Hill Lake, it's amazing accommodations. I'm telling you why. It's going, you're going to have great air conditioning, soft bed, a lot of great activities, and amazing food, dude food, okay? So that's going to be incredible. Today's the last day of the early bird special. The normal price on this deal is $290. The church is chipping in to get it down to $260. And if you pay in full today, it's $230. So you spend night, Thursday night. All day Friday, Friday night, but come on Saturday evening. It's going to be amazing. Don't miss that opportunity. Sign up today at the Info Center. Sign up today for the Delight Retreat. If you go out there, go to the right, there will be a place there for the ladies' retreat. Please don't miss your opportunity. Connection groups. If you want to be in a connection group, we've got a great Wild at Heart men's connection group going on right now. Get connected. Women's group going on right now. Captivated. Sign up on the back of your connection card. Let them know I want to be part of a group. Let me ask you this. How many of you here like encouragement? Lift your hand. I like encouragement. I think all of us do. I made a vow a long time ago. I'm trying to be an encourager every day of my life. See, a word of encouragement during a failure is worth so much more than an hour of praise after any success that you have. 
That is the truth. And you know what happens in that when you're encouraging people and you're teaming up with people? God uses broken people like you and me to rescue broken people like you and me. That's what he does. So the question is, when did you become new? That's the question today. Living in religion isn't the answer, but living in a relationship in Christ is. So you can try to face up and try to clean up, and it will not work. But when you give up and you team up, that's what's going to make the difference in your life that you can live victoriously and have the life that God created you to live. Would you stand with me as we pray? Father, we love you so much, and we thank you, God, for this amazing, amazing day. Thank you, God, for what you have done here, God. We're all broken people in need of an amazing Savior. Thank you for that, God. I want to pray, God, Lord, that each one here realize, Lord, to give up and become new in you and to team up and be a part of the church family. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus that you would bless each one. We love you and we praise you, God. As we continue praying, I want to ask you guys something and just be very honest as you look into your heart that when that mirror reflects, only you can see your heart. How many of you here would just lift your hand real high and say, I'm dealing with feelings that just captivates me every day and I just want to ask God to help me with it. Would you just lift your hand real high? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you so, so, so much. I want to pray for you, and I want to pray with you as you pray. Heavenly Father, touch each heart, touch each life, God. I pray, God, for whatever the circumstances is, that the mirror reminds them daily, God, of what they've went through or what they've done when those feelings arise. I pray right now, God, that they would seek you, God, not to keep the past alive, God, but to know that when you come and you are in Christ, they're brand new. Bless them, God, to seek your face and to bury the past and the handle that goes with it too and move forward in the future that you created for them. Maybe you're here and you've never really received Christ. You've been in the church. Maybe you've been in a small group. Maybe you've been into serving. Maybe you've been into giving. Maybe you've been in the Bible and in prayer, but you've never been in Christ because you've never received him and been born again. If you feel the conviction in your heart, it's because Jesus Christ wants to come in your heart. He wants to make you brand new. So if that's you today and you know as we continue to pray that you need Jesus as the Lord of your life, would you do me a favor and just no one's coming to you, just lift your hand real high toward heaven and say, I know I need Jesus today. I need him in my heart. I need to be brand new. Just lift your hand real high and say, I need Jesus. Maybe you're doing that online right now. Would you pray to him right where you're at and just ask him to forgive you of your sins that's your prayer that's going to make the difference tell him you want to be born again tell him you believe in him and you want to receive him to become a child of almighty God when you pray and you're under conviction and you receive him he's going to give you peace that passes all understanding going to lead you from this moment forward just if that's happened to you and you know you have prayed through in this moment and you feel that peace sweep your body you feel the presence of sin and undoing leave your life and the suffering of that and he's made you brand new thank him for that and he'll give you the power of his holy spirit thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus 
Let us know that. We want to know that. You just take that card out of the back of the seat, mark it, take it out to the Connection Center, and they're going to give you a brand new Bible to celebrate your salvation. You know, if you don't have time to go over there, just come and see one of us or something. Any of our staff members, we want to follow up with you and help you become everything that God created you to be. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for helping us face the feelings that dominates our lives so many times. May we give up and team up with you and, and, and our church family and see what you can do in our lives from this point forward. We praise you and we honor you. We thank you for what's going to happen in this series of messages over the next coming weeks. And we give you praise and honor and glory for being our amazing Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's give him praise, church, all right? Hello, Pastor Jim here. I just wanted to come on and thank you for listening and help answer the question, what next? If you gave your life to Jesus today, we would love to take that journey with you. Simply text the word SAVED to 615-900-2176. And make sure to follow us through the week on our social media accounts at Freedom Church TN. We love you. Have a blessed week.